0: that is the oldest trick of the enemy. And somebody needs to sit up and recognize that what the devil's trying to do is to get you thinking in a way that he can steal your faith and your confidence in God. Somebody needs to sit up and say, I've been through a journey. I've been through a course. I've faced some trials. I've experienced some offense. I've been hurt. I've been abused, but I'm standing here today. Amen. And I'm not crying over spilt milk and I'm not living eternally in my past, but I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ I believe in a place called Mount Calvary I believe in a God that never changes I believe he's real I believe his promises are true and I'm going all the way come on somebody if you're going to fight you better make up your mind I'm going all the way I'm going to the last round I'm finishing my course I'm fighting the good fight of faith I will not give up come on praise him right now Hallelujah, hallelujah. The book of Job is very interesting. It was part of if you were doing the one year Bible Bible reading in September and the book of Job is the most ancient of writings in the Holy Scriptures. Many people don't realize but the book of Job was actually written before the book of Genesis was. That doesn't mean the events of Job happened before the events of Genesis, that's impossible. But Moses was the one that put pen to paper or quill to papyrus or however they did it back then and actually a script wrote out the 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 story as inspired by God of Genesis, but before the writing of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, there's an ancient book that talks about a man who was a righteous man named Job. And when you study the story of Job, you notice that Satan came before God as he was going, as Satan was going to and fro fro throughout the earth, observing. And he came and asked permission of God to test Job. But before he did, God was bragging on Job. Have you seen my servant Job? He is faithful. And I will repeat again that Satan could not touch job because of the hedge of protection God put around him until God gave permission don't ever feel like things are completely out of control because God's always ultimately in control but as God permitted the enemy the devil to increase the heat Well, these withering tests that included the loss of his property, the loss of his riches, the loss of his children, the loss of his health, observing his wife turning against God. Job reached the point where he was so punch drunk, if you would, just shocked out of his mind, said, what is going on? And he said, in in essence, I wish that I'd never been born. This life that I'm living, the pain that I'm going through is so immense. It's miserable beyond description. And then to make matters worse, his comforters showed up. If you've read the book of Job, you'll notice that his comforters came and tried to explain to Job that he must be getting what he deserves. How many knows those aren't very good comforters? Amen. Just a little, uh, a little uh, on-the-job training here. If you're going to visit somebody in the hospital, don't go in and say you're probably sick and, and you're sick. God has a plan, and you're sick for a reason because because something you've done in your life and so forth. Don't do that, okay? That's stupid. I know. I said stupid, and I meant it. That's stupid. But the comforters were trying to explain that Job must have been getting what he deserved, and Job counter responded that he hadn't sinned. This was just his journey that he had to go through. This was just his lot and his course and the comforters who had come told him, well, we're right and you're wrong, but your pride won't let you accept the fact that you're receiving just reward or recompense or punishment from God. I think it's so funny that like Job's comforters, we may not go to that extreme, but we, in our finite vision and finite knowledge, try to figure these kinds of things out that are God's priority. And we try to reason why this is happening, why that is happening. For instance, one time when Jesus was out with his disciples, you can read this the story in john chapter nine they came across a man who was blind from his mother's womb the bible says uh, in verse two his disciples asked him saying master who did sin this man or his parents that he was born blind we're trying to figure this out jesus we're your followers and disciples and we're pretty smart and we're trying to put all this together which one of them did whatever is being punished here and jesus Words are very clear, concise, and to the point. Jesus said, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. So Jesus answered the story or answered the question once and for all. We're not to go around and try to determine why trials are coming certain people's ways and what God's trying to do and how He's trying to adjust and fix them or maybe the sin that they're being punished for. Maybe it's happening just so God's glory can be manifest in your life. The fact is or the reality is it boils down to this. We don't know and we're not meant to figure it out. The only thing we can say is keep the faith, my brother. Keep the faith, my sister hold on to the promises of God God's word is true we know that it won't last forever this too shall pass there may be pain for a while there may be suffering for a while but I'm coming out of it and when I come out of it I'm going to be like gold when I come out of it I'm going to be better than when I went into this trial hallelujah come on somebody If you've been feeling the pinch, if you've been feeling the pain, if you've been feeling the pressure and the stress, if you felt the offense, I want you to point at yourself and say, God's doing something. Come on, say it right now. God's doing something in me right now. Hallelujah. God, you're doing something in me right now. You got a purpose and you got a plan. Somebody steps back and says, I don't see how God could get any glory out of that. I'm telling you, the Bible says all things work together for good. Amen. It doesn't say all things are good. Your baby gets sick. That's not good. But God can work it together for your good. To them that love the Lord and those that are the call according to His purpose. But at the end of the day, we can talk about this non-stop. The reality is your job is keep the faith. Hold on to your faith. Recognize that's what the devil's trying to destroy. That's what he's going after. Because every soul winner that's ever won a soul has won a soul because they're full of faith. And every prayer warrior that's ever seen a miracle saw a miracle because they were full of faith and every person that's ever done anything of value to God did it because there was great faith in their spirit. It's not my skill, my IQ, my talent, or my ability. It's the faith that's working in me. If I'm full of faith there's no limits on what God can do. So I'm telling you, get the claws out. Put the gloves on and say this is one thing worth fighting for. I'm fighting the fight for my faith. I'm going to believe God at the end of the day. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what anybody else does. I don't care what I see or observe. I'm going to believe in God. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him for me. Let's just praise him for a minute right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Bible says it this way how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out That says God's ways of doing things Or his strategy or objectives and using our humble terms to describe God Are way past our ability to find out When we try to figure it out it gets frustrating It gets frustrating it gets confusing it gets bewildering Right, when we try to figure it out. Because what looks like a blessing turns out not to be a blessing. You may know what I'm talking about. Man, you get a raise on the job or a new job, that always looks like a blessing. But if that job takes you away from God, that blessing has become a curse. And sometimes something that looks like a curse, looks like a, a, a huge test and trial, ends up being a blessing in return. And then it can go layers deeper. It looks like a blessing, and then all of a sudden it looks like a curse, and then again it looks like a blessing. So we're here trying to figure God out. And God's got a plan from the very end, from the very beginning. Amen? That's what having faith in is trusting God. I don't know why I'm going through this. It hurts, and by trusting God, it doesn't mean that I pretend like it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I got questions. Yeah, I feel like I'm living in a fog at times, but I'm still going to hold on to God. Come on, people. Let's be for real. When we walk out of church on Sunday after 10 people just received the Holy Ghost and we got our blessing and felt the power of God and, or maybe you just had something powerful wonderful happen in your life. You just uh, got that phone call that you're, you're getting a raise or you got that phone call from the person you hadn't heard from in a long time and that relationship is restored and your faith is so high. But it's when the opposite happens and the trial comes and the testing comes that you have to make up your mind now I'm going to fight because I'm going to fight for my faith. I'm going to hold my confidence in Jesus Christ So the point of this simple Sermon is don't try to figure It all out Don't try to figure out why you have to go Through this trial Why do I have to take this course Why did this happen to me I don't know I can't tell you why And come say pastor why did this happen I don't know I don't know why you had to Experience abuse and I didn't Have to be abused as a child I don't know why you had to see that person mess up and fail. I don't know why you lost your job. I don't know why you're hurting. I don't know why, but I do know that God can work all things together for good. And all you got to do is keep holding on. As the Apostle Paul said, lay hold on eternal life. Your faith and your confidence in God is not something you hold loosely Amen. I, I, I like to uh, play golf and uh, had an instructor tell me on the golf swing, in order to have an effective swing, you can't like, grip on the, gl- on the club real tight because it will cause you to uh, uh, have some uh, uh, things in your swing that will mess it up. You've got to hold it loosely. Well, you can hold a golf club loosely, but you never, better not hold on to eternal life loosely. And you better not hold on to your faith loosely. That's something that you've got to fight for. Something that you've got to contend for. Something that you've got to be aggressive about. Because, i tell you right now, the enemy will do everything possible. To get you to quit coming to church. To get you to give up on God. Turn your back on Jesus. Turn your back on your faith. And walk away. Understand, Just be clear about this. That's his real objective. That's his real goal. And whatever he can try to do to undermine your faith, that's what he's going to do. But Jesus said, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you that your faith fail not. And let me talk to some of you that are going through it right now. Right now, you're going through it in the midst of your trial. In the midst of your pain, you can still be effective for God. Come on, anybody got a witness for me right now? You can be effective for God. You can cause the enemy more stress, more pain, more fear, more intimidation, if you would. (laughs) Right in the middle of your trial. And you can say, I'm not going to wait for things to clear up. I'm not going to wait till I get to feeling better. I'm not going to wait till there's more money in the bank. I'm not going to wait till there's more prosperity. And I'm not going to wait till I'm a little more comfortable. And I'm not, come on, somebody. I'm not going to wait until i got everything in line. But I'm going to be aggressive right now. I'm going to be a soul winner right now. I'm going to be full of... Come on, somebody. How about this? I'm going to be a worshiper right now. When the enemy tries to sit me down and silence me, I'm going to praise God with all my strength, with all my might, and with all my heart. Come on. Is there anybody that's got that fight spirit in you that says, I'm not giving up? up and i'm not turning around come on why don't we stand our feet and praise the lord jesus right now help me praise him right now help me lift him up help me give glory to the king of kings and the lord of lords hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. The end of the story is this. Job said, I don't understand it. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Sometimes it's blessings. Sometimes I feel a little pain. Sometimes it's joy. Sometimes there's some sorrow. Sometimes the bank account's full. Sometimes I can't get employment. But guess what, Job says? He gives. He takes away. But I still say, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not going to curse my God. I'm not going to turn my back on Him. I'm not going to walk away from Him. But I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to love Him. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to worship Him. Hey, And guess what? God gave it back to him. God gave him double for his trouble. God keeps good score. He's not going to keep you down forever. He's not going to let you stay down forever. But somebody, hallelujah, needs to learn. Remember this verse of scripture? They turned it into a song. It says, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in everything. Give thanks. It doesn't say you have to thank God for everything. And thank him for, Oh, thank you God for letting me get fired or it doesn't say that, but it says in everything, give thanks in the midst of the trial. And Amen. And Nora, when we sat in the hospital and didn't know what tomorrow hold, we could still trust God. We could still give Him thanks. We can still love the Lord God Almighty. I want to tell you right now that God is trustworthy. You can put your trust in Jesus Christ. You can put your faith in Him. The Apostle Paul said, I've been through some trials. I've been through some hurt. I've experienced rejection. I've experienced pain. But at the end of it all, I can tell you, it's the right thing to do. Trust God. Hold on to God. Live for God. God will bring you through. Come on, somebody. Do you believe the word of the Lord? He gives and takes away. But I can say, blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hey, we're going to praise the Lord in just a minute. We're going to pray for one another up around the front. Then we're going to have some people water baptized in Jesus' name. And we're going to say, in your face, devil. Amen. We're going to rejoice together right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I just feel a praise coming on. I feel rejoicing in my spirit. Because the last thing I want to remind you of is that while you can trust God... The enemy is a liar. And and whenever you hear this kind of phrase in your mind, in your spirit, or even from some comforter, and it says, this is going to take you down. This is going to destroy you. Your job's not going to turn around. The marriage ain't getting any better. Your kids are going to get worse and get strung out. Whenever the enemy says these words, understand that he is a liar. He is a fabricator. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you will put your trust in Jesus Christ, it won't last forever. It'll just last for a while, and you'll come out better than ever before. I wonder if we could gather up to the front right now, and we're going to love this Jesus that's worthy of our praise. We're going to praise Him with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and everything inside of us. Hallelujah. the hand of someone around you. We're going to pray for one another in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want us to pray specifically because the enemy's been attacking people's faith, been trying to destroy and steal their faith. I want you to pray for them. Hallelujah. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. While the preached word has gone forth today, there has been faith coming into your container. It's filling up. It's getting fuller. Hallelujah. I want you to pray for that person right now. God, let that faith come in their spirit. Let them trust you and believe you, Lord God, for good things. Hallelujah. Let them believe you, Lord God, that you're not going to leave them. You're going to be there with them, Lord God. You're going to be a comforter and a strength in the time of storm. Hallelujah. Come on, let's you pray right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm leaning on your never-changing hand. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God, I've got hope in you, Jesus. My hope is in you, Lord. My hope is in you. Hallelujah. it's uh, kind of fun sometimes, kind of, it's enjoyable, it feels good, but it's also kind of, kind of cool, is uh, when you are going through the trial and when you do feel the heat and the pressure, is to, right in the middle of it, just have exuberant, extreme praise and worship, right in the middle of it, because, because I I think it, it, like, kind of confuses the devil, would you would you think that like he's i mean let's think let's think strategically from the perspective of of hell i mean they've they've tried to create this plan and 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 uh convince you that everything's going wrong and and there are even some indications that things are going bad and so forth and and uh that there's no answer coming and all of this is designed to steal your resolve to drain your faith to cause you to be discouraged and to have your head down and all that and you come into the house of the Lord and the preacher starts preaching about the goodness of God or the singers begin singing about the goodness of God and right in the middle of the enemy's strategy you just begin to praise and worship God and they're losing. See, it doesn't make sense It doesn't make sense to praise God when it looks like you're losing evidence says you're going to lose but you begin to praise and worship and celebrate and rejoice and lift up your voice to God I think I think it confuses the enemy that's why in the song we said this is how we overcome this is not what we do to celebrate when the battle's over, but this is how we overcome. This is how we win. We win by praising the Lord, by lifting Him up, by giving Him glory. Amen? You say, but Pastor, I've been I've been in this trial for a while. You know what? Keep praising Him. Pastor, I don't know if this is going to turn around. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. It's going to turn around. God's going to turn it around for you. In the meantime, can you praise Him in the middle of it? Can you praise Him in the middle of it? Can somebody shout in the middle of of the valley? Can somebody cry out to God in the middle of a recession? Can somebody shout when your marriage is experiencing duress? Can somebody praise the Lord when your baby's sick? Can somebody still praise? Hallelujah. at Life Church, Brother Moore is uh, a minister, and he ministers in the area, and uh, so he'll be gone sometimes, and his family will be here. Sometimes his family will go with him, but for the next little while, he's going to be with us. And uh, I just wonder, Brother Moore, you got a word of encouragement. for? We'll be hearing him preach before too long, but I want to see if he's got a word of encouragement.
1: Praise the Lord. Let's just worship the Lord. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you presently.
0: excited today uh, to uh, baptize in water, Gino and and John Zarella, father and son. And we're so glad to have uh, John's father and stepmother with us in service today, visiting to see uh, their son and grandson baptized in water in the name of Jesus. And this is an exciting day. Uh, And uh, John and uh, Gino have been in uh, our Bible studies. Bible studies in their home and uh, at Brother uh, Rick and Sister Maria's place and and Rebecca's place and uh, Gino has opened up his heart to God and uh, want to give his life wholeheartedly to the Lord Jesus Christ and and he's serious about it, amen, he's serious about it and I'm excited about that decision that he's made and uh, Brother Donnie's going to baptize him in the name of the Lord Jesus and then his father john said i'm going to be baptized too and i know you've been thinking about this and it's not something you do you've done hastily but you prayed about it thought about it and made this decision to put put the old life completely behind and bury it and become a new creature in christ jesus
2: amen why don't we just go ahead and pray for gino right now he's we've explained a few things to him he's excited about what's going to happen God's giving them a clean slate today. Amen, let's pray for them. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, God. We thank you for this opportunity, God, that you've given us, God, to baptize this young man, God, for your kingdom, God, and for your glory, God. And we pray that your spirit would just rest upon him, God, and that your anointing would be with him, God, and that you put a hedge of protection around him, God, and keep him, Lord, and use him for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we thank you you, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Zarilla, that you repented of your sins, I now baptize you in the name
0: stands that um, once you're baptized in the Spirit, in, in Acts chapter 10, it said, even though they had already been baptized with the Holy Spirit, that the apostle uh, Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. So we're following that exact same example in the Word of God. Even though God has baptized him with his Spirit, by obedience to the Word of God, he's being baptized in water for the remission of his sins. Amen
2: now father we thank you jesus god we thank you god that we're giving us this opportunity to baptize john today lord jesus god we pray god that your anointing god would just rest upon my brother today god thank you god for this awesome opportunity god that our sins can be washed away god that they can be remitted in your precious name jesus god just use my brother anoint him lord God, just be with them, God. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. John Zerull, that you've repented of your sins and that God has already filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: Rejoice over one person that comes to repentance. So why don't we give about three people high five right now and let's celebrate. Hallelujah. Thank God for what he's doing. Thank God for those that have made a choice to put Jesus Christ first. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell you what, I'm excited about Wednesday night. It's going to be exciting and a lot of fun, and I can't wait for it, and I hope to see each of you there, and um, also I want to mention before we're dismissed in Jesus' name, a couple things. First of all, those of you that were here this last Wednesday night, don't forget right now it's time to be about our Father's business, and uh, also... Uh, For those that are ages 13 to 29, single adults, there is a uh, sister Rachel and and brother AJ would like to meet with you for a little bit regarding the harvest party. And uh, they would like to meet with you down in the uh, youth room downstairs.
2: Uh, But if you
0: would do us a favor, young people, when you go down, don't go down. The main stairway, that's where the kids are being retrieved. You can come down the back stairway and go through the kitchen to the youth room. And so when I say the prayer of dismissal, if you guys will head that way right away, it'll make it a lot easier. And also, um, is uh, Brother Chris or Sister Nora up here? Sister Nora's right there. Uh, They want to have a quick, just a a quick, quick, quick tag-in meeting with those that are going to be a part of the life group on soul winning. Which we heard uh, a little bit about on Wednesday. There's a lot of excitement about that. Uh, and uh, Sister Nora, where would you like to meet with those uh, people? Back back in that corner right there, uh, where Brother Chet is. Back in that corner by the doorway, just for just for a brief moment, right after the service, and uh, then we'll go on about our way. I pray that I pray that you have a blessed week. I pray that you have a, a great week. And God's blessings be upon you. Amen. You remember that verse of scripture that says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I heard a preacher preach one time about goodness and mercy is about to sneak up on you. It's right behind you. Goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy always behind me. It's going to overtake me in my life. I believe for good things this week. How many have faith in God for good things this week? I believe with all my heart. Amen. Why don't we stand together before we're dismissed in Jesus' name. And as soon as we're dismissed, if you have kids downstairs, please go retrieve those bundles of joy from their uh, frazzled Sunday school teachers. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the joy of gathering together with your people and feeling the presence of the Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. God, you're great and greatly to be praised. We ask, Lord Jesus, that your favor and blessing would be upon every family. I pray, Jesus, for the faith of every individual, those whose faith perhaps right now is under attack. I pray for their faith that it fail not, Lord Jesus, but that through the test and trial, they would only be stronger in you, Jesus. God, I pray that each one of us, Lord God, would be a soul winner, would reach to lost people, would seek and save that which is lost, Lord, and be about our Father's business and complete your mission on the earth, in this world. And we thank you, especially Jesus, for what's happened in the lives of John and Gino today. We pray your favor and blessing upon them and every person that's with us today. In the name of Jesus, we ask these blessings and every person said amen and amen.